Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. to Miracle Internet Church in the name of the Lord. Amen. We are a loving, Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, family of God, and Internet Church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that happens to be where you are. Amen? And we meet on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that happens to be where you are. We love Jesus and we love you. And a special welcome To all of our first-time listeners, welcome in the name of the Lord. Uh, I want to invite you to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banners, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, sign in using your name and then greet everyone as you would if you were walking into a church building and they will greet you in return. Amen? If you're using a cellular device, use your browser to locate MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see three white lines on a black background. Click the three white lines, and it will open up all the other links to you. And you may proceed from there in Jesus' name. I'm so glad that each of you were able to join us. It is an honor and a pleasure to serve the Lord and to serve you. And I want to thank you for all the prayers, all the blessings, all the gifts, all the words of encouragement, all the cards that each of you all sent to myself, to Brother Marshall, and to Brother Bill. We are grateful for your love and your thoughtfulness. And may God bless each of you abundantly. Amen. 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 Now, saints, we want to thank the Lord for all of his blessings for each of us. Amen. Let's thank the Lord Right now, Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We worship you. We thank you for all of your blessings, all of the blessings that we've been receiving. 
evening. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. No matter how it looks, it's great because it's a great day in the kingdom, Lord. It's a great day in the kingdom. And you're a great God. And we love you. We worship you. We adore you. And we thank you, Lord, for the many, many blessings that we have been receiving. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, y'all, don't forget, Jesus dropped the charges. Don't forget. Amen. Don't forget. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, God is so generous and so gracious to us. He gives and he gives and he gives and he gives. Amen? And we need it. (laughs) I don't know about you, but we need it. And I want to thank the Lord for a recent blessing that I received. It's been many years in the making. Took a long time to get here, but it arrived. Amen? And it arrived a little sooner than I expected. But I want to thank the Lord. Amen? I want to thank the Lord. And I pray that when you think about the things that have been happening in your life, that you will thank the Lord too. There are things. There are things that the Lord does that nobody can do but him. And I do mean it. Nobody can do it but him. You know, your praise, you know, your prayer request, so you think, is hanging out there in limbo somewhere. But it's not. It's right before The throne of God, God, is the one who's bringing it all together, all these strange little pieces that don't seem to want to glue together. You just keep being faithful to God, and you'll watch God be even more faithful to you. Amen? Amen. I was so shocked and surprised and exuberant, and I'm so glad that I trusted the Lord. Amen? Amen. So glad that I trusted the Lord. Sometimes, you know, saints, we think that we ought to handle things just a certain way. We have it fixed that way in our mind. Well, I ought to do such and such and such. But, you know, I heard from heaven, and I heard this voice say to me, don't do that. And so I said, all right, I won't do that. And I didn't. And lo and behold, by the time I paid attention to my mail, God had already done it. You know what I mean? God had already taken care of two important situations. 
And I was surprised and amazed. The Lord had told me that he was going to work it out, and he did. He did better than what he said. And I am so grateful to him, so very grateful. Saints, if you trust God to work it out, he'll make it work out right for you. So don't get upset when things don't appear that they're coming together the way you thought they ought to come together. God has a way of working it out. Amen? God himself has a way of working everything out. Amen? So I hope you will join me as I celebrate the love of our God for us. Amen? Amen, amen. God himself has a way of working things out. And it always comes out better than what you thought. Amen? Amen. Just a plug for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just lift our hands in praise and adoration to you without wrath and without doubting, Lord, because you are truly our God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the magnificent one, the wonderful one, the patient one for sure. And you're continually teaching us more and more about yourself. Amen? You're continually teaching us more and more about yourself. Thank you for reminding us how wonderful you really are, how amazing, how truly amazing you are, how great you are, how mighty you are, how powerful you are, how spectacular you can be. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. There is no love like the love of God. There is no love like the love of our God. Amen? Amen. So, I want to remind you, in case you you, you missed the announcement, that our fast begins on Saturday. That would be tomorrow, January 7th at 12.03 a.m., your time zone, and proceeds continuously through Saturday, January 14th at 12 midnight, your time zone. And please add this to your calendar. All the specifics we gave in the last our service. If you have any questions, I may be reached at gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Our God is truly an awesome God. He's truly amazing. 
He's truly, truly amazing. You know, um, when we get our eyes off of ourselves, when we get our eyes off of ourselves, and we get our eyes focused on the Lord, we'll begin to see more of who he is. And we will praise him all the more. When we get our eyes off of ourselves and we begin to focus more on the Lord, we will be able to see him more, more for who he really is. It's like we had glimpses before. But now we see him better. We hear him better. We feel closer to him. When we get our eyes off of our life, the cares of this life, our circumstances, and ourselves, and our little wants, and our little needs, and we focus on our God, we'll be able to see him better. We'll be able to hear him better. We'll be able to appreciate him more. And you see, we all desire that closeness to our God. Well, saints, Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look at your heavenly Father. Watch the Holy Spirit. You'll see him like you've never seen him before. Amen? You'll be able to see him in a way that you've never seen him before. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you as your children, to our Heavenly Father, thanking you for your generosity and liberality in giving and supplying not all that we need, but your very self. You give us your very self. You give us far more than we've ever had with an earthly father or an earthly dad. Nothing is lacking in you. And as we embrace that truth, Lord, to allow you to speak to us intimately and to receive your tender love, Help us, Lord. We're weak. But in the strength of your love, we will grow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We put away from ourselves, Father, rebellion, self-will, <coughs> and anger, and selfishness, and 
stubborn stubbornness and judgmentalism and being unteachable and being filled with pride, wanting to be in control, <clears throat> full of possessiveness, hatreds, roots of bitterness, resentment, violence, unforgiveness, Retaliation. Help us, Father, to put away the flesh. We desire to walk in the spirit with you continually. Thank you for making a way through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for making a way through the blood of Jesus Christ. So tonight, Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that washed away our sins. And made a way for us to be reconnected with our Heavenly Father. Thank you for exchanging our bad character for God character. Thank you for showing us that there is a more excellent way, the love of God. Thank you for helping us to to leave behind the beggarly elements of this life and to receive from you the joys of your glory. We want to thank you, Father. Everybody, every saint has a special story, a special testimony, of how you have touched their life and they've been changed forever. Everybody has a a story and a blessing to offer about how you so touched them and so changed them and done for them what no other power can do. We want to thank you, Lord, that you specialize in the impossible. Where others give out and others give up, you keep going. And you encourage us to grow in faith, trusting you and believing you for your will to be done in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are not the people that we used to be. We are not those people anymore. Been changed by the power of God. We have been changed by the power of God. And the change 
continues. The chain continues. The chain continues, you Lord, for the chain. We present our bodies, Father, as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you that our loins are girded about with the spirit of truth. We thank you for the breastplate of righteousness, right standing before you, right living as we walk with you. We thank you that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. On the shield of faith so that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We wear the helmet of salvation. Yes, Lord, our thoughts are guarded by salvation. And we take the sword of the Spirit, your holy word of God. We thank you that we're covered in the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. We thank you that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we condemn it now. In Jesus' name, we condemn it now. Covered, Lord. We're covered. You are a shepherd and we shall not want. You have supplied every need. Every need is supplied. You are our supplier. It's not the government. It's not our employment. It's not our account. It's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for telling us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, for allowing us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. Thank you for this fast that begins tomorrow, Lord. Some of us, before we awake, the fast begins, and we go into this time that we set aside for you because you've called us to take time to be holy. Time spent with you is never wasted and never lost. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, for this privilege, for the grace, for the strength, for the power, for the endurance, oh, and for the yieldedness, the yieldedness to your spirit, Lord. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the warring, linking angels that surround us. We thank you, Lord for the praising angels, for your ministering spirits. But most of all, we thank you for your very presence in our midst because where two or three of us are gathered together, 
In your name, there you are. We welcome you and we adore you and worship you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, listening, watching, peeping, whispering, familiar, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks, Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, sorcery devils, and their attacks, smart dust, drone spirits, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits, and their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, and the work of every druid. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, we bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, techno-paganism, and mind controlled by the occult. Satan, you're bound in Jesus' name. We bind all force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching, spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. Lord, we bind the demons coming down our family line that are still attacking us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every one of them. We chain them in with eternal chains under darkness. We place them into the spiritual cage, And we send them to the feet of Jesus that they will be judged before their time. Amen. 
We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons and 5G and components in the name of Jesus. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, mm, globalist cabal, Egyptian magic, Chaldean magic, Hindu practices, Indian, Norwegian, Irish, Isha, Kura, Polynesian, all COVID, wizardry, African, tribal, indigenous groups, cultural groups, Canadian, New England, UK, Irish, Swedish, Norwegian, Germany, French, Italian, Greek, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, Haitian, Australian, we bind every order of magic and mystic arts, all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God, 
and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. Oh, We bind spiders in their webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. All demonic insects are bound in Jesus' name. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, touch, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in Jesus' name, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, binding all black magic, wizardry, jujus, and all tribal rituals in Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantment, we bind the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, kinesis, out-of-body experiences. Reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents and underlings, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, and fecal and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all false deities, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, 
in the name of Jesus, and we chain them all with eternal chains unto darkness. In Jesus' name, we undo the works of every demonic weapon, fireball, poison, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. The power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pact, and pledge in the name of Jesus and those associated organizations as well. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips, and everything associated and the powers that are worked in Jesus' name. We undo every word, every demonic weapon, all fireballs, all poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, every psychic weapon, every prompting, every code, every trigger, every charm, every tumor, every design, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind the work of errors in our lives. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin, We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. And we denounce them and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them in Jesus' name. Now, saints, some of us, our family lines, have plenty of traditions and customs that are rooted in sin. As we grow in Christ, he reveals more and more of them to us, and we need to continue to bind them. Amen? We need to continue to denounce and renounce them and loose ourselves from them in Jesus' name. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. 
yes, Lord, whom we serve and obey. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us in the name of Jesus. We bind it, we cage it, and we send it to the feet of Jesus to be judged now. We command it to leave right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand will save us. We plead the merits of the uh, blood of Jesus over all of our transportation, even our bicycles, our scooters, our wheelchairs, our crutches, our walkers, Whatever our mode of transportation, our skates, whatever mode of transportation we're using, Lord, we cover it in the blood of Jesus, and we forbid any spirit to cross our path to do us harm in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your angels going ahead of us and protecting us. We lift up to you every object that would be in our way in the name of Jesus, and we cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons that attack us in the night, in the day, while we're up doing things, bothering our imagination, all fantasy spirits. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over you. We bind you. We chain you in the name of Jesus Christ. We take away from you the power and influence that you have had in our lives since childhood. We were seated in childhood with fantasy demons, and we curse those demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Uproot them from the places in our imaginations, in our minds, in our hearts, and in our lives, inordinate affection that we have had for cartoon characters, inordinate affections that we've had for imaginary characters. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to come up and out of us in the name of Jesus. Admiration. And kinship that we have extended to cartoon characters and false representations. We bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to come up and out in Jesus' holy name. All of those old characters, favorite characters, favorite fantasy stories that were not true, 
We bind them in the name of Jesus. We remove them from our lives with the blood of Jesus Christ. Old childhood uh, stories that we love to hear that neither taught us truth nor taught us good manners. We bind them in the name of Jesus and we uproot them out of our lives in Jesus' name. All access, all roads of access that the enemy has had to our imaginations. We close them and seal them right now in the name of Jesus. All visual influences that have come into our lives, that have disrupted what God intended, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus, all through our imaginations. We soak our imaginations in the blood of Jesus Christ. We take our imaginations back in the name of Jesus Christ. We take our imaginations back from the devil now in the name of Jesus. We take our imaginations back from the devil now in the name of Jesus Christ. We love the Lord our God with all of our mind in the name of Jesus Christ. It is so in Jesus' name. We bind all evil surmisings, all suspiciousness. We curse it in the name of Jesus Christ. All false accusations in our minds. We tear down that stronghold now in the name of Jesus Christ. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We command you to come subject to the name of Jesus and the power in his name. Worry, we cancel you in Jesus' name. Worry, we cancel you in Jesus' name. Press into the saints. We will not allow the devil to paint pictures of fear, appointment, or disillusionment in the name of Jesus. 
We erase it with the blood of Jesus Christ. We will not imagine the worst in Jesus' holy name. We command the the imageries and the spirits interfering in our dreams and our own imagination, we bind you, and we call for the fire of God to consume you in Jesus' name. Ah. Our dreams belong to Jesus, and we hand them to him now. Our imaginations belong to Jesus, and we hand them to him now. Our hopes belong to Jesus, and we hand them to him now. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and everything sent by the enemy, and we give it back. It's not ours in Jesus' name. We cut and destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realms. We break down and destroy Walls of protection, from shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, and liars and divinators. We break the power of every vex, every curse, spells, charms, fetishes, love spells, psychic prayers, magic, voodoo, incense and candle burning, incantations, chanting, ungodly blessings, prayer chains, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment. Jinxes, potions, all witchcraft, root works, hoodoo, tribal rituals and sins, and we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind spirits of wizardry and sorcery, spirits of envy and jealousy. You will not be able to work in our lives. We bind every spirit of bondage. And we chain it with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We give you the praise, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. And we release upon the saints of God true repentance. In Jesus' holy name, amen? Amen. Let the church say amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, oh, 
I forgot. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind the witchcraft done on the full wolf, wolf moon and the spirit moon in Jesus' name and all the other moons that they've got named. As far as we know, Father, you only made one moon, but you know how that works down here. So we bind all the witchcraft, all the seances, all the wicked works done by ignorant and foolish and demonic individuals on these moons. The sun shall not smite us by day nor the moon by night. We live by the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. We send all of that back wherever it came from, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Our featured song for this evening's worship service is Psalm 3. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. Our featured ebook is Prince of the Power of the Air Bible Study. And our guest call in number remains area code 319 762 and press 1. Amen. So tonight, Saints, we're going to talk about an interesting subject. An interesting subject. We have an interesting subject whenever we come up. Amen. Amen. There we go. An interesting subject whenever we come up. The devil's next target. The devil's next target. That's what we're going to talk about. Devil's next target. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The act. Hold on a second. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The act of hurrying carelessly or recklessly especially from the pressure of circumstances or an intense eagerness is bound in foolishness. The act of hurrying carelessly or recklessly, especially from the pressure of circumstances, or an intense eagerness is bound in foolishness. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29. Proverbs chapter 14, King James Version. Verse 29, he that is slow to wrath, slow to anger, is of great understanding. 
He that knows how to put the brakes on his own anger is of great understanding. But he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. That's right. He that's hasty of spirit, quick to get angry, quick to be in the emotions, quick to move in the flesh, exalt foolishness instead of wisdom. Quick to jump to conclusion, exalt foolishness instead of wisdom. Quick to judge, quick to speak, foolishness. Instead of wisdom. You know, we serve an all-wise God, saints. Since this is an indisputable fact, you shouldn't be disturbed, no matter what is said. Since this is an indisputable fact, you shouldn't be disturbed, no matter what is said, and you should do nothing rashly. That's right. You should do nothing rashly. Mm-hmm. Proverbs. Chapter 25 and verse 28, Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28. You know, there are some people, their personality is set to be more patient and less given to quick emotion. But regardless of your personality, The truth of the word of God applies. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. It has no strength, no power, and no protection. Why? Because it refuses to rule over over your own spirit. You just let your emotions fly anywhere they want to go. And you refuse to rein them in. You get in the heat of an argument, and you refuse to take authority over your mouth. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. You get upset about something, and you make decisions in in the heat of your upsetness. You don't wait till you cooled off and reconsidered the circumstances. Some of you, over the years, has learned some degree 
of patience because you had to learn it. But that's not enough. God wants each of us to walk in righteousness and godliness from the inside out. Some of us have learned how to curb the outward expression, but inside we're still boiling over. Amen. I can hear the amens now. That's right. Being hasty causes you to run out from under the Lord's protection. Being hasty causes you to run out from under the Lord's protection, thereby making you the devil's next target. Your emotions are so inflamed that you make rash decisions and choices that some of them have turned out to be quite detrimental in your life. It was not only not well thought out, some of them weren't thought out at all. It was impulsive. But you see, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. It's temperance. And you learn to bridle your own impulsiveness. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you learn to bridle your own impulsiveness. Amen. The Lord, don't worry, the fast begins in a few hours. That's right. You see, when something happens, it doesn't mean immediately you must open your mouth and release whatever you happen to be feeling just because you happen to be feeling it. You have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to close your own mouth. You have the power through the Holy Spirit to shut down that train of thought. You have the power to check your own attitude through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it is so. Saints, don't be the devil's next target. We do not know more than God. Sometimes we act like we think we do, but we do not know more than God. Sometimes we are full of our own emotions so that we don't want to appear foolish or wrong in any way. Well, guess what? At some point, you have been foolish, and at some point, you have been wrong. Does that mean? Yes, that means that we need to lose some pride. That's what it means. 
We are too self-important in our own eyes. That's right. We need to lose some pride and some self-importance. Perhaps we don't yet understand that in God's growth plan, things don't always go your way. I know that doesn't feel comfortable, but it is the truth. In God's plan of growth and maturity for the Christian, things will not always go your way. God is not in the business of raising spoiled brats. Amen. God is not in the business of raising spoiled brats who demand to have their own way all the time. And whenever they don't get their own way, they have an attitude that lasts for months and months and months and months. Amen. There are times when we must wait for circumstances to line up with the word of God. There are times when we must wait for circumstances to line up with the word of God. There are times when God will come humble us in an area where we thought we had it all together. He will allow us the privilege and the honor of experiencing some defeat so that we can learn to trust him and not trust in ourselves. You know, sometimes we think that we have this power ourselves. And we can do this and we can do that and we have accomplished this and we've accomplished that. And sometimes we get so full of ourselves till God has to let the air out of our balloon so that we can find out that it's him that's taking us through, not us that's marching off. Sometimes we're just a little too full of ourselves. Sometimes it's all about me. Sometimes it's all about what I think and I feel and I want, and I just don't want my flesh to die. It's not the way Jesus exampled life to us. I am crucified with Christ, the Bible says. Yes, that means your emotion. Yes, that means your thoughts. Yes, that means your attitude. Yes, that means on and on. You've got a long list tomorrow. No, it's not your opinion. It's God's opinion. Amen. It's the truth. Sometimes we must practice. I didn't say brag about, we must practice more long-suffering and humility. 
Yes, that means more long-suffering and humility than we are willing to practice. You see, God is not interested in a bunch of childish, stubborn, hard-headed saints that demand their own way all the time. You know, I've talked to other people over the years that are in ministry, and they have reported to me that if they don't want to do something, they just tell God they're not going to do it. Well, guess what? That has never worked for me ever in my entire life, ministry or no ministry. And I guarantee you that if you're being molded into the image of Christ, it's not going to work for you either. He's Lord of all, not you. And that's the truth. Growth is a process. That's right. Growth and crucifixion are processes. They are not microwavable. They do not respond to 5G. It's the truth. They do not respond to 5G or 4G or 3G. Amen? We need to learn that life is real. Proverbs chapter 19, beginning with verse 2. Proverbs chapter 19, beginning with verse 2. Proverbs chapter 19, beginning with verse 2. Also, that the soul, that the soul be without knowledge is not good. Well, what does that mean? That means God's not in the business of promoting ignorance forever. That's what that means. He's the all-wise God, the all-knowing God. That means we're going to grow out of some ignorance, out of some lack of knowledge. We're going to become more knowledgeable about how to serve the Lord how to live for Jesus. He says it's not good for you to remain in ignorance for as long as you want to remain there. It's not good. And he that hasteneth with his feet sinneth. You're in a hurry to get in trouble. You know there's some people that have this uh, affliction, and this affliction is, you have a hard time staying out of trouble. It's been with you many of the years of your life. You get out of trouble, you repent to the Lord, and in less than 10 minutes you're back in trouble again on something else. Well, saints, it's one thing for the Lord to be bringing things about you to the surface so that they can be dealt with, and it's another thing for you to wander 
out of the way. Wandering out of the way continually is not good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The foolishness of man perverteth his way. Well, that's what God says. Foolish. The foolishness of man. You know, we bind that up on every fast. Why? Because it causes a problem when we want to serve Jesus. Really? Really? It does. So we have to get on top of that thing. We can't let it just take over our Christian life and ruin our testimony. Now can we? We cannot allow always and the devil to get in the way of what Jesus has planned for us. That's the truth. At least I hope that that's the truth for you. You see, when you walk in foolishness, you have these situations that deviate from righteousness. You have this constant deviation from righteousness. The path of righteousness goes this way, and you just keep getting off the path. And the Bible says, and his heart spreadeth against the Lord. His heart spreadeth against the Lord. Yes, his heart rages against the Lord. It's fussing and fighting back with God. Instead of humbly submitting to his will and his way of resolution. Your heart has got too much to say back to God, and it's the wrong things that it's saying. Amen? And when you're busy being high-minded and stubborn and self-willed, you get yourself into trouble. And it's the case. It's so. But God has come tonight to help us. Amen? There is something far more important than your ego and your feelings. There is something far more important than your own ego and your own feelings and your own thoughts. And, you know, you just keep on this, this, this little treadmill here, you know. God intends to use these situations to your benefit. But it hurts my feelings. Really? You know, it's different if you're three crying about your hurt feelings. Once you pass 30, long time, you should have passed that a long time ago. 
here you are in your 40s and 50s, and you're still whining about your feelings. Come on, saints. It's time to grow up. Amen. It's time to grow up. God intends to use these situations to your benefit. Allow him to do so. Allow him to do so. That does not mean that you can have your own personal pity party. It just doesn't. You shouldn't have any of the decorations left over from your last pity party. They should be all thrown out by now. That was last year. We don't do that this year. Amen? Let God be in charge. What? That's right. Let God be in charge. That means close your mouth. Oh, yes. And trust God in peace. That's right. Trust God in peace. First Timothy chapter six, verse six. First Timothy chapter six, verse six. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness. Sing like God. Thinking like God. Look at Jesus. What did he do? That's what I need to do. With contentment is great gain. Uh-huh. Introduce yourself to meekness and become great friends. Introduce yourself to meekness and become Great friend. Chapter 19, verse 36. Acts, the book of Acts. Chapter 19, verse 36. Seeing then that these things cannot be spoken again, ye ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. Nothing rational. Running away from a situation that is uncomfortable is not usually the leading of the Holy Spirit. Running away from a situation that is uncomfortable is not usually the leading of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Led by the Spirit of God. Not by your emotions. Not by your impetuousness. Not by your anger, not by your annoyance, not by your frustration or your aggravation or any of those things. Not by your covetousness, not by your pride. 
not by your foolishness, not by your backwardness, not by your ignorance. No. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Well, the last time this happened, on and on and on and on and on you go, well, we're not making decisions out of past failures, past defeat, past curses. We don't make decisions that way. Our decisions are based on the word of God, led by the spirit of God. We don't make decisions out of past hurts past disappointments, past disillusionments, and past deceptions. Amen. Godly character must be developed in us. Godly character must be developed in us. Humility learns to be content with appearing to be wrong, even when it is right. That's right. We must learn to decrease so that he can increase in us. Godly character must be developed in us. Well, I thought I had godly character. There's more to have. Humility learns to be content with appearing to be wrong even when it is right. And love doesn't hold a grudge either. You see, when manipulation comes into a situation, can't get them to do what you want them to do when you want them to do it, then strife ensues. And when they still don't yield to what you want them to do when you want them to do it, then you're going to have a grudge. Well, you're in sin. And then you're going to blame it on them. That is sin. That is sin. Yes, it is sin. Why? Well, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Proverbs 10, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirreth up strife. Hatred does this. It stirs with a big spoon and a big pot. It's going to keep stirring and keep poking and, and keep agitating until it gets strife into a full boil. That's right. You're going to nip, nip here with some little unkind comment. Then you come back a little later with some other little unkind comment. And you just snip, 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 snip. You know, I'm just going to keep biting at you because I don't like that you won't do what I want you to do. That's it. I'm just not going to talk to you. That's it. 
I'm just, that's sin, that's your flesh, that's sin. It stirreth up strife. But love covereth all sin. How dare you insist that someone else be perfect in your eyes? You're not perfect in God's eyes. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Didn't say anything about looking at other people. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There's some endurance of extremely uncomfortable circumstances that all of us will experience sometimes in our righteous walk with God. And it will come with a suitable amount of shame. Enduring the cross, despising the shame, okay? And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There's your pattern. There's your example. For consider him. Think about Jesus that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Lest you just, I'm tired of this and you just quit. You know there are people that call themselves Christians. Perhaps they are. They're married to one another. They have a commitment to God and to each other to live their lives a certain way. The minute things don't go the way somebody wants them to, they're throwing around the D word. And for some reason, they think that they have permission or a right of some sort to do so. But they are sadly mistaken. Because God has granted no such right. Just because you don't like it, things didn't go your way today, does not mean that the D word is something you sling at somebody as though it's a weapon. So ever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Amen. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for thee, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Psalm 116. I'm turning there now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 11. I said in my haste, Psalm 116, verse 11. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Well, have you met all men? Have you talked to all men? How do you know that all men are liars? Is there bitterness beneath that? Is there a grudge that has not been properly dealt with? Hasty words are dangerous words. Hasty words are dangerous words. Once they are released, they cannot be recalled. Hasty words are dangerous words. And once they are released, they cannot be recalled. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 8. You know there are persons in the parental role that have said things to their children that they cannot take back. Things I wish like you were never born. Once you let that out of your mouth, it's out there. And it finds a place to cause damage and hurt to someone. And it opens a breach for the enemy to come in. I think Jesus said something about a millstone being hung around someone's neck. Really? Yes, I, I, I think he did say that. I, I'm certain he did. Amen? But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Hmm. I think we all need to spend a little more time with Jesus. Amen? I think we all need to spend a little more time with Jesus. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 25. Verse 8, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 8. Go not forth hastily to strive. Don't be in such a hot hurry to start an argument and a fight. Lest thou know not what to do, In the end thereof, when thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. Don't be in such a hot hurry 
to get in an argument, get in a fight, stay in a fight, and roll around in a fight till it suits you. Lest thou know not what to do in the end thereof, when thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. Mm. Don't be so hot-headed and rush into disobedience to the perfect will of God. My. You may start something that you can't finish or cause other things that were going right to go awry and away from the appropriate course. You know, children learn what they live. Amen? Some of us are having to start over with God so we can learn the right thing. I believe that's the case with all of us. 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. You know it's not always the right timing to tell your child what you don't like about something. Sometimes you need to hold that thought till you have counsel with the Lord. And ask the Lord to speak through you so that the right message is conveyed. Amen. First Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse 22. Speaking of Jesus, who did no sin, neither was guile nor deceit, found in his mouth. There wasn't any sin in his mouth. Jesus didn't speak with a forked tongue. He didn't say one thing and do something else. That's not him. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he was insulted, he insulted not again. He didn't return the insult. When he suffered, he threatened not. When he suffered, he didn't have a ready threat. Hmm. You know, we're like that now. There was a time when things would go wrong in a situation, say, in a department store. And because we had a relationship with that business, there was give and take. There was conversation until we could come to understanding. There was some level of trust. But nowadays, the only thing we know how to do to get in a huff and get a lawyer. There are some cases that should never have ended up in a courtroom. There are no perfect people on this planet. 
and everyone sins and comes short of the glory of God. Sometimes we need to consult with the Lord before we call the attorney. Just sometimes, don't you think? Before we get all in a huff and we've decided we can't take any more, sometimes we need to hand things off to God and say, Father, would you handle this for me, please? Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, not only when he suffered did he not threaten, but he committed himself to him that judges righteously. Do you do that? Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. That's how those stripes got there. When he was insulted, he didn't insult back. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but he committed himself to his heavenly father. That's how it happened. That's how the healing came forward. Amen. Amen. When insulted, Jesus did not return the threat. Instead, he committed himself to his father's care. In all of his temptations and trials, Jesus did not sin, nor was his mouth out of order. Have you ever had to eat your own words? Well, remember the experience and don't repeat it. Foot and mouth disease has painful consequences. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 20. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 20. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. My. Well, that's what the Bible says. And that's exactly what God means. Got too much to say too quick too soon? Well, there's more hope for a fool than for that person. Well, then that brings up another question. Are you a fool? You might want to ask God that one day. I'm certain he has a ready answer. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 12. I'm sorry, verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 5, verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth. Be not rash with thy mouth. And let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon the earth. Therefore, 
Let thy words be few. Wow. Don't be a fool who doesn't even realize that it is sinful to make rash promises, even to God. Let your words be few. Being a fool makes you a blabbermouth. James chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. James chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Hmm. See, follow the Lord and let him lead instead of acting impulsively or in haste. Every transgression and disobedience receives a just recompense of reward. I missed the scripture. Well, praise the Lord. All right, we're go- I'll tell you where we're going in just a second. Yes, Job chapter 13, verse 5. Job chapter 10, verse 5. Job chapter 13 and verse 5. Oh, that ye would all together hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. Hmm. Words to ponder. Oh, that ye would all together hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Seems to me that will blot out strife in a minute. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. It's a sacrifice. Cost you something important. It's the sacrifice of praise to God continually. How? That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks 
to his name. Got God's point? Great. Then don't be the devil's next target. Amen? Don't be the devil's next target. Don't be the devil's next target. Praise the Lord. Brother Bill. There you are, Pastor Sabrina. We have some praise reports. I found your praise report. You said, Heavenly Father, thank you. You did not come on time. You came early. I thank you and give you all the praise. Amen. Praise you, Lord. I found it. N.K. has a praise report. I've been under such awful attack, especially my mind and my dreams. I prayed a lot, read the word, declared it, etc. But nothing placed me in Jesus' peace quite right until I meditated on the verses Pastor gave us last night. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. And Bro has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your divine intervention as you protected us from harm when the car my family and I were in started to lurch suddenly to the left when we unexpectedly drove through a deep puddle on an interstate highway. Well, praise you, Lord, that you protected them. And, Lord, I mm-hmm. owe you a big praise today. You helped me finish a professional test an hour and a half early. It only had a 20% pass rate. Lord, you helped me pass it. I thought I had really done great, but I passed it with a minimum score, and you showed me that it's just you. And I just give you all the praise and all the glory for it. And I've had this in my spirit singing to you since I started driving home. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. I just praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to all of us. Amen. And thank you for the reminder not to be the devil's next target. Praise you, Lord. So, um, um, let me see, Lord, what do you want to do right now? Praise the Lord. We're going to go to our guest call-in numbers right now. Area code 229, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Area code 229, you're on the air. Yes, Happy New Year, Dr. Sabrina. Happy this New is Year. Brooke from Valdosta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have some praise reports. The Lord has kept me safe. My fairly new tire blew on Christmas Day, and I was able to pull it into a, a safe area, and then it's at the repair shop right now. I've got a great rental. I also wanted another car like mine, so he's been with me with that. Um, finances are getting better. Everything at work is getting better, and... I'm still having some hives, but um, I know that he's going to heal me and deliver me. So I'm just just thankful for everything that he has done for me. And um, I'm just going to continue to persevere through that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
really just don't know where to start. I do, like I said, I know I still need some cleaning up. I do believe he has given me the gift of discerning the spirits, but um, uh, like I said, maybe I'm not always seeing by the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope I am. He showed me, sometimes I'll see like projections on the wall, like messages, like read word or the name of Jesus or images. And Wednesday night I listened and he uh, led me back to um, some of Pat's sermons today and yesterday, Return to Sender, Binding the Strong Man, and Protection from Witchcraft. And I saw on my wall, like the planet Saturn, just very small, like a sketch spinning on the wall around 3 o'clock in the morning. So I, I'm assuming it was just kind of one of those confirmations that maybe what I'm going through is witchcraft with a hive, possibly. I know during October, the atmosphere in my area was not very good, and I did see um, a few spirits in my room, and they were throwing things. They were trying to throw things on me, and I bound them up and prayed against that. But I'm not exactly sure where I'm going wrong, and I'm certainly willing to make a correction to protect, you know, myself more. I did anoint my house again, but I mean, I mean I'm obviously needing some assistance with that. But, I mean, he's on the move, and I'm, I'm very thankful that that I can feel him. And um, I don't want to complain and I don't want to displease him, but I do need some help. So. All right. All right. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you. In the past. In the past. I've needed more instruction. I have needed more instruction. I've needed more guidance. I've needed more guidance. And you said in a sermon recently. And you did say in a sermon recently. That if I needed help to ask you. Amen. And if I needed help, Lord, I could ask you. And so I'm asking now for help. And so now, Lord, I am asking for help. I humble myself before you. I humble myself before you. I have confessed my sins of the past. I have confessed my sins of the past. And I'm done with them. And I am done with them. Place Every aspect of my life in your hand. I place every aspect of my life in your hands. And I ask you to have your own way. Yes, Lord, and I do ask you to have your own way. Not my way, your way. Not my way, but your way, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, with the sword of the Spirit, we cut her free from her past in Jesus' name. We cauterize the... A fresh break. We cut her free from her past in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to take a deep breath and cough from your gut. Come on, 
We uproot you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every ungodly, unholy rooting, we command you to come out of her life. We break your grip and hold, Satan. We break your grip and hold. We break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. The very core. Oh, The very core. The very core. We bind easily led astray. Come on out. The whole roof ball. Come out. Deception. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Deception. Isha. Rumba. Runge de Rebrusa, Rike de Rebrusa, Rike de Rike de Rebrusa, 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 Rike de all untruth uncovered in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Every Lord. untruth uncovered Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen, Every Lord. untruth uncovered in Jesus' name. <laughs> Exposed in Jesus' name. Had you planned to participate in the fast? Yes, yes, ma'am. I had my last good meal just about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, I might actually, like, cut out food for maybe the first three days because I'm really hoping to have breakthrough. This It's the weekend, so I have more time to read the Word. I, I was at work most of today. <coughs> Thank you, Dr. Sabrina. Even my little dog cough. Praise the Lord. <coughs> um, so I'm just trying to, you know, I know the Lord already told me he'd deliver me from these hives, and it's actually... Um, I mean, another praise report is I haven't touched alcohol since October because that was my coping mechanism, and I know the Lord's forgiven me for that, but I've been in that bad cycle for a long time. So he certainly used that to deliver me from drinking, and I praise him for that. Um, and there was no excuse for me to be doing that, but I, I was using that as a an idol and a crutch. And, yes, I am um, planning on participating in the fast. I'm going to re-listen to the broadcast for Wednesday and go back and rewrite the scriptures that you said. I'd already started to write some of them on my calendar, but I'm going to have to get my notebook and write them all out. But I think for the first three days, I might just not eat anything and then get back on track with um, what I can eat. I just really want to get rid of these hives once and for all. I've been on prednisone, which has helped. Let me correct you. This is a corporate fast. Oh, okay. This is a corporate fast. This is not an individual, how you go at it if you feel like it. You have to be led by God. This is a corporate thing. We give very detailed instructions because that's what you're called to do. You're called to do this. You're called to do it the way it's prescribed, all right? So if you're going to participate in the fast, participate as it's written, all right? I I certainly God has a him. reason for calling us this way. It is his chosen fast. Okay. It is his yes, chosen fast. All right? 
God can yes, do ma'am. I'll go. whatever he's going to do as long as we walk in obedience to him. All right? So now yes, we don't do self-will. We do God's will. Amen. So follow yes, the path as prescribed, and you'll find that God does quite a bit for you. Now, yes, Father, ma'am. I take authority, dominion, and power over those spirits that are in her house. Fish. I bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you to send your angels, Father, to take them out of the house forevermore. And yes, to the feet of Jesus, get them out. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Urshad. Yes. All right. The Lord says you have some things in your house that need to be removed. Okay. Now, he will have to show me. I, I posted, recently, I posted a sermon about emergency house cleaning. I think that's it. Brother Bill will find the link and put it in the chat room again because you're not the okay. only person that needs to listen to it and to do what it says. Right. Amen? Oh, okay. So that's one of the things that you need to do on the fast, all right? Okay. Yes, all right. Now, Heavenly Father, I ask you to cover her in the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you lead her through the fast. I ask that she humble herself so that she can be led through the fast. I thank you, Lord, for your grace over her. During this fast, in Jesus' name, that she won't be confused, but she'll know exactly what you want, and she will respond to you and obey you, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen, and we'll talk to you later. We love you. All right. Thank you, Dr. Sabrina. Thank you. You Appreciate it. Love you all. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, let's see where. Okay, Lord, I'm going to where you're taking me. Amen. Okay. Ah, here we are. We are, thank you, Lord Jesus. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Bill Gates doesn't only want to vaccinate humans, but he wants to vaccinate livestock as well. Plan is not as he claims to help animals survive so children in Africa and South Asia get more meat, dairy, and eggs. It is an investment he is making through UK, United Kingdom aid, the aim of which is is most likely ownership and control of the food sources of the world's poorest. In January 2018, Bill Gates visited the University of Edinburgh's Lang, Lang Hill Farm to launch the university's Global Academy of Agriculture and food security. It's not just about agriculture and food supply systems, but about politics, governance, conflict, environmental change, and so many different aspects of it. 
the university professor Sim said, One Health, the nefarious One Health ideology that Peter Danks, Jeffrey Sachs, and Anthony Fauci promote. It is a scheme dreamed up at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, known as the CDC, and Davos to effect the Great Reset by taking over management of agriculture, both livestock and plants, wildlands and the animals that live in them, and pet health and human health by defining all these entities as one health. During the joint visit to the University of Edinburgh with Bill Gates, International Development Secretary Penny Mordaunt announced the new UK aid research, which was being carried out by international organization CGIAR, whose mission is to deliver science and innovation that advance the transformation of food, land, and water systems in a climate crisis. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is an important partner in the international research and during the visit to Edinburgh announced a further investment in UK-based livestock research and development. The Gates Foundation has partnered with DFID, UK Department of International Development, on a great number of things. And among those are work we do together on livestock, helping animals survive either by having vaccines or better genetics, Bill Gates said. Bill Gates, who's, who Forbes says is currently worth a staggering $92.8 billion, is known for his philanthropy and for his latest move has pledged to donate $40 million into creating a super cow to help end world poverty. Yep, you read that right. The Gates Foundation will pump $40 million. Have you ever seen $40 million? Okay. He will pump $40 million into research for higher-yielding dairy cows, as well as chickens that lay better quality eggs, livestock vaccines, and super crops that can withstand droughts or disease. These will help farmers in need across the globe. Actually, what he's saying is that God didn't know what he was doing when he made cows and chickens the first time. The International Livestock Research Institute says that there are 750 million people in low- and middle-income countries who depend on livestock, cattle, sheep, goats, farming, which acts as a source of both nutrition and income. If you care about the poor, you should care about agriculture. And if you care about agriculture, you care about livestock, Gates told an audience at the University of Edinburgh on Friday. <coughs> that means in this context is helping poor farmers get as much as possible out of their animals. The input from Gates will be part of a 
174 million agricultural products project with Britain's Department for International Development. Through the super cows and super crops and super chickens, the project hopes to help the poorest small-scale farmers across Africa and South Asia. Asia. Livestock is magical, Gates also said. You can sell the output, and that's money for school fees. You can keep the output, and that's diet diversification. For, for more than a billion people living in the poorest countries, agriculture and livestock are a lifeline out of poverty. The science and research being led by the great minds here at Edinburgh are making huge strides in improving the health and productivity of livestock, he added. The impact per dollar is super high in this area. The impact per dollar is super high in this area. You can have a cow that is four times as productive with the same survivability. We could justify this on economic or health impact, but we get both. We clearly thought about it a lot before and has previously made links between poverty and farming. In a blog post, he once explained that if he had to live on $2 a day, he'd raise chickens. He wrote, there's no single right answer, of course, and poverty looks different in different places. But through my work with the foundation, I've met many people in poor countries who raise chickens, and I have learned a lot about the ins and outs of owning these birds. It's pretty clear to me about anyone who's living in extreme poverty is better off if they have chickens. Gates wanted to take genes from British cattle and infuse them with DNA from African breeds to create a cow that can thrive anywhere. Livestock is magical. You can sell the output, and that's more money for school fees, Gates said. According to its website, for the years September 2008 to July two. 2022, the Gates Foundation has so far invested a total of $182.4 million in Galvmed. How likely is it that Gates' motives are to end poverty? Extremely unlikely, especially since he's making money off of it. Three years before his investment of $40 million, to genetically modify livestock to help the poorest, Gates wrote in a blog, meat is a great source of high-quality proteins that can help children fully develop mentally and physically. In fact, part of our foundation's health strategy involves getting more meat, dairy, and eggs into the diets of children in Africa. But there's also a problem. Raising animals can take a big toll on the environment. Here it comes. How can we make enough meat without destroying the planet? One solution would be to ask the biggest carnivores, Americans and others, to cut back by as much as a half. 
cheaper energy and better crop varieties will drive up agricultural productivity, especially in Africa, so we won't have to choose as often between feeding animals and feeding people. Mm-hmm. I'm also hopeful about the future of meat substitutes. The idea in the early part of his blog doesn't match his ideas later in the same blog. Both can't be true. The Gates Foundation has an agricultural agenda that supports agrochemicals, patented seeds, fake meat, and corporate control, interests that undermine regenerative, sustainable, small-scale farming. One of the key players in this agenda is the widespread adoption of synthetic meat. Additionally, Gates appears to be behind the push to stop mothers from breastfeeding and encourage the uptake of human milk made in a laboratory along with other varieties of fake food. We can, therefore, assume that the earlier parts of Gates' blog to be a lie. Subsequently, Gates has quietly become the United States' largest farmland owner. He has his eye on farming in sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia as well. In January 2020, the Gates Foundation announced it was creating a nonprofit entity called Gates Ag One that aims to speed up efforts to provide smallholder farmers in developing countries with access to the affordable tools and innovations they need to sustainably improve crop and adapt to the effects of climate change. This scheme is not without financial implications, one being financial burdens on the world's poorest. The launch of Gates Ag One came shortly before the failure of the Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa, founded in 2006 by the Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation, and the ensuing debt trap for both African farmers and governments was becoming apparent. Apart from the obvious financial return on his investments, why else would Gates be interested in genetically engineering livestock? While we don't know the inner workings of the minds of the globalists, we could consider a couple of theories which ultimately end with the same result, ownership and control by a few self-appointed elites with Gates as their front man. One theory for a push of genetically modified life forms could be to enable ownerships of crops and livestock. Celeste Solom, a former FEMA operative, has done extensive research on the International Barcode of Life Project, a Rockefeller initiative which aims to barcode and tag all life. Why would they want to barcode and tag all life? She explained in a 2020 interview that during a 2018 pandemic tabletop exercise titled Clade X, it was revealed a committee had spent 10 years making a new taxonomy or classification for life called the follow code. Instead of the logical groupings such as birds, insects, reptiles, fish, and mammals, the phyllocode has rearranged the classifications, 
For example, humans are in the same family as anthropods, dinosaurs, and birds. It mixes and matches makes no sense. But this is by design because with genetic modification, they are mixing the species like crazy. No longer will any life form be pure. Their goal is to taint every single life form, she said. And why would they do that? Because they cannot patent something from the old world. In other words, natural life form, she said. They can only patent a new life form. In short, they want a new world order made in their image that is owned by them and completely under their control. Another theory for genetic modification life forms could be to sanitize the planet and make it less biodiverse and less complicated. What we are currently witnessing is a worldwide collapse of many ecosystems, And this is not merely an unfortunate side effect of pollution, excessive use of pesticides, and new street lighting technologies, but part of an orchestrated plan to reduce biodiversity on the planet and make the world a more controllable and homogeneous place. What goals do the mass depopulation of animal life and plant life achieve? Actually, a few, quite a few, actually. One is that the miscreants, those who create badly, want us to eat lab-grown, inorganic substitute foods in the future, meat substitutes, vegetable substitutes, and even fruit substitutes. So people's freedom to choose is eliminated. To that end, they are engineering, engineering mass shortages of meat, poultry, and dairy products, and hiking up prices. So we submit that to the righteous judge for his adjudications. Seeing adjudications from the righteous judge. The latent multinational corporate state technocracy has gifted itself a secret tool. Little discussed in electoral politics. The Investor State Dispute Settlement, ISDS, with its strange-sounding name, is a framework for governing trade disputes, is designed to garner as little interest and therefore as little pushback as possible from the public. Now, since long time ago, we prayed about this uh, particular situation. But the Lord's uh, wanting us to do this again. He's evidently going to do some more in this area. ISDS is a procedural mechanism that allows an investor from one country to bring arbitral proceedings directly against the country in which it has invested. ISDS provisions are contained in many International agreements, including free trade agreements, bilateral investment treaties, multilateral investment agreements, national investment laws, and investment contracts. If an investor from one country, the home state, invests in another country, the host state, both of which have agreed to 
ISDS, and the host state violates the rights granted to the investor under public international law, such as the right not to have property expropriated without prompt, adequate, and effective compensation, then that investor may sue the host state in neutral arbitration rather than in the domestic courts of the host state. In non-academic practical language, nation states such as the U.S. no longer exercise ultimate authority over the economic goings-on within their own borders. In theory, foreign actors, normally well-endowed corporations, can sue the U.S. government if it doesn't satisfy their economic interests. In reality, the U.S. government is sufficiently captured that it would never likely challenge the multinational corporations that wrote the ISDS into legislation themselves through the politicians they purchased. The ISDS is merely extra assurance of compliance in case a true nationalist ever seize power. Globalization, the disintegration of economic borders, drove the development of ISDS. So-called free trade agreements like NAFTA and GATT insatiated the concept. No, it's not the right word, but I lost my spot. Anyway, into law. Academic Magdalena Bass explains the element that differentiates the state from any other subject of international law or any other actor in international relations is sovereignty, and as a response, states recognize each other as legally equal. Although sovereignty remains a ticket of general admission to the international arena, its concept has evolved throughout history and has even come into tension with hyperglobalization. One of the areas that illustrates this tension is investor-state dispute settlement, ISDS. If a state has no say in how business gets done in its territories, it's not a state. It's a proxy for larger power. As far as I can suss out, there are two main reasons that most voters have never heard of the ISDS, much less thought about its implications for their lives. One, it's boring technical stuff. Citizens are conditioned to get emotionally worked up about tribal culture war issues instead of focusing on the historic robbery underway by the parasitic elite class and it's great for multinational corporations that actually run U.S. incrementally, methodically, and ruthlessly, the multinational corporate state headed by the World Economic Forum coalesces in the shadows. Once it's fully completed, backed by legal constructs like ISDS and buttressed by the budding technotronic police state, resistance will be virtually impossible. The World's Bank International Settlement for Investor Disputes, ICSID, governs most of the ISDS cases. Public Citizen noted that this means multinational corporations 
can sue governments before a panel of three corporate lawyers. These lawyers can award the corporations unlimited sums to be paid by taxpayers, including for the loss of expected future profits on claims that a nation's policy violates their rights. Their decisions cannot be appealed. Writing from an American perspective, the public citizen continued, not only do corporations get a special system of justice outside of our courts, but it's totally rigged in their favor. Increasingly, the tribunals of lawyers are ordering massive payments. The tribunal ordered payment of more than $1.4 billion to a multinational oil firm oil firm, it violated the terms of its contract with the Ecuadorian government to explore for oil in the Amazon. TransCanada demanded $15 billion from the U.S. when the Obama administration rejected the Keystone XL pipeline. Just under U.S. deals, tens of billions remain pending in corporate claims against climate and energy laws medicine patent policies, pollution cleanup requirements, and other public interest policies we rely on to protect the environment, our health, safety, and financial stability. It is not only the U.S. that should be concerned about ISDS. In fact, citizens of other countries, particularly in the poorer nations, have just as much to be concerned about. The United Nations Conference on Trade and Development produces annual reports on the facts and figures of publicly known ISDS cases. Unfortunately, the reports give an overview of the number of cases only and give no indication of the monetary value of the claims. The ICSID lists cases in an online database which shows more details on individual cases but, again, no monetary value. According to UNCTAD's report, during 2020, investors initiated 68 cases against 43 countries. Peru and Croatia had the highest number of cases brought against them with six and four cases. Respect previous years, the majority of new cases about 75% were brought against developing countries and transition economies, the report stated, adding that in the past 10 years, Spain, Venezuela, and Egypt have received the largest share of claims. Looking at the 1,104 known ISDS cases filed since 1987, the year of the first treaty-based ISDS case, Argentina with 62, Venezuela 54, Spain 53 have been the most frequent respondent states. The report also noted the home states of the investors or corporations making the claims. Of the cases in 2020, 70% were made by investors from developed countries. The highest number of cases in 2020 were brought by investors from the United States, 10 cases. The Netherlands, seven cases. The United Kingdom, five cases. In the past 10 years, investors from the United States, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom have filed the largest number of claims. Overall, these three countries have been the three most frequent home states of claimants 
in known ISDS cases filed from 1987 to 2020. Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. The UNCTAD's latest report published in July 2022 related to cases initiated during 2021. Investors brought 68 ISDS cases against 42 countries. Peru had the largest number with six, followed by Egypt and Ukraine with four cases each. Following the trend of previous years, about 65% of new cases were brought against the developing countries, and 75% were initiated by investors from developed countries. The highest number of cases were brought by claimants from the United States, 10 cases. It's no wonder that some countries are challenging this outrageous system. It's noted that South Africa, Indonesia, India, and Ecuador are terminating or renegotiating their treaties with ISDS provisions. Venezuela and Bolivia have already done so. While the ISDS scheme undermines national sovereignty and nations should put an end to this corporate power grab, there is perhaps a flicker of a silver lining in the interim. Perhaps ISDS could become an Achilles heel for the climate change net zero zealots, although it could go the other way and be used as a stick to beat countries into submission, depending which investment treaty the corporation used when they invested in a country. The international law firm Jones Day noted that in recent years, investors have started to challenge states' climate-related actions before ID. SD tribunals, ISDS tribunals. According to one tracker, there are currently at least 13 pending climate change-related disputes brought by investors against states. Among these challenges are claims for compensation following the introduction of climate-related measures diminishing the value of investments. But on the flip side, investors have also sued states for amending or rolling back climate-related measures, notably in the case of changes to incentive programs introduced by European governments to encourage investments in renewable energy. Jones Day concluded that ISDS is likely to be an increasingly important avenue for the resolution of climate change disputes. Woo! Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Now, saints, I'm going to need your patience because this is one of these highly technical ones, but just hang in there with me. We're going to get there. Amen? I make no 0.00 claims here. Dr. Jessica Rose began an article exploring graphene oxide. The components discussed in her article are graphene oxide, GO, polyethylene glycol, PEG, and polyethylenamine, PEI. She highlights two scientific papers where these components are conjugated, where one component is united or joined with another. That's important. For example, graphene oxide polyethylenamine, G-O-P-E-I is where graphene oxide is joined with polyethylenamine, P-E-I, refer, 
P-E-I, period, referring to work by researchers in China, Dr. Rose highlighted the role of graphene oxide as an antigen delivery system. An antigen is any substance that causes your immune system to produce antibodies against it. The researchers' primary goal was to find out if their adjuvant antigen delivery system, graphene oxide polyethylene glycol polyethylenamine, would be functional regarding specific immune stimulation and or less toxic than aluminum-based adjuvant. An adjuvant is a substance added to medicines or drugs to increase their efficacy or potency. The study results showed that PEG, PEI-coated graphene, oh, wait a minute, coated graphene oxide sheet was really good at transporting antigens to dendritic cells to induce their maturation and activation when this concoction was injected intradermally. Thank you, Lord. Dendritic cells, named for their probing tree-like dendritic shapes, are responsible for the initiation of adaptive immune response. Thermo Fisher describes transfection as the process of artificially introducing nucleic acids, DNA, or RNA into cells, utilizing means other than viral infection. A paper titled Graphene-Based Gene Transfection showed that graphene oxide bound with cationic polymers PEI and positively charged GOPER complexes are able to bind with plasma, plasmid DNA for intracellular transfection. A plasmid is a small circular DNA molecule found in bacteria and some other microscopic organisms. The paper reads, in this work, for the first time, we successfully used graphene as a non-toxic nanovehicle for efficient gene transfection. Our results suggest graphene can be a novel gene delivery nanovector with low toxicity and high transfection efficiency, promising for future applications in non-viral-based gene therapy. There it is gene therapy. However, the researchers found that the GOPEI complex was highly toxic to cells, even at low concentrations. In another article, she explained the effects of the lipid nanoparticles in Pfizer and Moderna COVID injections. The LMPs are a composite of four different lipids or fats cationic lipids, PEG, phospholipids, and cholesterol. Cationic lipids themselves are terribly toxic, she wrote. You can't have graphene without carbon. Graphene oxide is the oxidized form of graphene. In other words, graphene is combined with oxygen. Graphene comprises pure carbon atoms structured 
in a two-dimensional, one-atom-thick sheet. Graphene is highly conductive, both electrically and thermally, and very strong, but making it is challenging. That's why graphene oxide is more readily used in material science, etc., because it is easier to manufacture. Graphene oxide is used in a variety of applications such as energy storage, super capacitors, membranes, biosensors, and, of course, biomedical applications such as drug delivery systems. It has antibacterial properties and can be used synergistically with metals such as gold or silver to enhance antimicrobial properties and effects. Graphene oxide can be restructured, in other words, layered, based on developed self-assembly techniques, in turn based on things like evaporation. This technology is poised and ready. It is po- It was poised and ready years ago, she wrote. So I would almost think that it would be obvious that someone somewhere would have taken the next step to introduce this technology as the delivery system of, say, mRNA, she added. Since GEO is easily conjugated with PEG, was it? Is the so-called lipid nanoparticle not a lipid nanoparticle at all? Is it more akin to a lipid conjugated nanosheet infused with some kind of antigenic payload? In other words, she's discussing the fact that graphene oxide quite possibly has been introduced along with other cells, connecting with other cells in the vaccine or so-called vaccine. And because they are so small, they can bypass other systems that are naturally found in the body that would have blocked them or stopped them. Nanoparticles, these graphene nanoparticles, can get in places in the body that other things cannot get into because your immune system will shut them down. Places such as the brain, the lung, the liver, and other internal organs. And she's saying it's quite possible that they've done that. So we're placing that before the righteous judge. Amen? We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Cops in the U.S. killed 1,176 people in 2022, making last year the deadliest on record, according to a nonprofit group that tracks police violence. However, officers faced more attempts on their own lives as crime in some cities soared to, to new heights. Mapping Police Violence, a project connected to the Black Lives Matter movement, found that police fatally shot, beat, tased, and restrained 31 more people than last year in 2021 when they killed 1,145 people. In 2022's total of 1,176 is the highest annual tally since the nonprofit group began tracking such statistics in 2013. There are only 12 days without a single police killing last year. 
Officers killed an average of more than three people every day, the statistics show. 132 of these killings involved victims who hadn't been suspected of a crime, and 98 fatal encounters began as traffic stops. 98 fatal encounters began as traffic stops. Now, that's been going on, Saint, for a very, very, very long time. Some of you have seen some of these things play out completely on television, in the news. Some 20 of those killed were black, despite black people making up only 13% of the U.S. population. The violent crime rate in the U.S. has more than half since 1993. However, violent offenses rose dramatically in some cities in the aftermath of the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests, and officers have argued that liberal criminal justice reforms enacted after the police murder of George Floyd that year are costing them their lives. A total of 323 officers were shot in the line of duty across the U.S. in 2022, the National Fraternal Order of Police revealed in a report last month. Of these officers shot, 60 died, an increase of 23% in fatalities since 2019. FOP National President Patrick Yeos blamed the figures on rogue prosecutors, whom he said are failing to prosecute violent offenders for their crimes or, even worse, releasing repeat offenders. The New Orleans in Louisiana became the U.S. murder capital in 2022, taking the grim title from St. Louis, Missouri, and recording comparatively more homicides than the crime-ridden cities of Chicago and New York. At least 280 people were murdered in New Orleans last year. There killed 13 people. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Beijing has vowed to take countermeasures after the U.S. and other countries tightened their COVID-19 rules for those traveling from China. The new restrictions follow the country's decision to ease its own health policies at home. Asked about the pandemic measures during a Tuesday press briefing, Foreign Ministry spokesperson noted that while many countries had responded warmly to China's relaxed COVID rules, others reacted with disappropriate and unacceptable restrictions. We stand ready to step up communication with the rest of the international community and work together to prevail over COVID. Meanwhile, we do not believe the entry restriction measures some countries have taken against China are science-based, she said. We firmly reject using COVID measures for political purposes. It's been used that way all along. And we'll take corresponding measures in response to varying situations based on the principle of reciprocity. Australia became one of the latest to adopt new measures against travelers from China on Sunday requiring negative COVID-19 tests within 48 hours prior to their departure beginning on January 5th. Opposition MPs have condemned the move, citing recommendations from chief medical 
Officer Paul Kelly, who argued there was no convincing public health rationale for the new restrictions. Other countries, such as the U.S., Italy, France, and Britain, have imposed similar rules in recent days, while the EU's European Commission has said an overwhelming (coughs) majority of the bloc's 27 members would like to follow suit. Testing and quarantine requirements have also been introduced elsewhere in Asia, including Japan, India, and Malaysia. During a press briefing in Washington on Tuesday, White House spokesperson was asked to comment on Beijing's sharp rhetoric regarding the restrictions. She insisted that there was no cause for retaliation and that countries were merely taking prudent health measures to protect their citizens claiming the policies are based on public health and science. The Chinese government did not specify how it might retaliate to the wave of new COVID measures and has yet to announce any new travel rules of its own, but previously accused Western nations of attempting to sabotage China's three years of COVID-19 control efforts and attack the country's system. After multiple rounds of strict lockdowns and its long-standing zero-COVID policy, Beijing dropped many of its pandemic restrictions last month and is pressing ahead with long-awaited reopening. Italian Prime Minister has urged the EU to impose a block-wide coronavirus test requirement on all air passengers arriving from China after Beijing announced it would greatly ease restrictions on international travel. Although grappling, grappling with a surge of infections, the Asian nation loosened its, its strict containment measures earlier this month. Italy ordered mandatory antigen testing of all inbound travelers from China earlier this week, following Beijing's announcement that it would end compulsory quarantine for passengers from January 8th, effectively reopening the country's borders. They did that because the economic situation was getting severe, okay? It's it's about the money. Immediately, we expect and hope that the EU will want to act in this manner, she continued, adding that Italy's policy would risk not being fully effective unless enforced by all the bloc member states. She spoke that the UE's Health Security Committee met in Brussels in a bid to formulate a common response to the inspected influx of Chinese travelers in January. And I'll let you finish reading that at your leisure. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, as you can see, the world still has problems and we're still on the planet. Amen. And we thank our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for helping us in these issues. Brother Marshall. Well, after the sermon this evening, Lord, after the admonishment by Dr. Sabrina and your spirit through her, Lord, help my words to be just what they should be and only what they should be. Set a watch before my mouth, keep the doors of my lips, and not just for me but all of us, Lord. You know, death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. But Father said, if any man, any human being lacks wisdom, well, those created in your image, 
If any person lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it will be given him. Father, we ask you to deliver us from every plan and while and scheme of all these individuals that are seen to be controlled by an antichrist spirit, Father God, people that are opposed to the Messiah. They don't like the idea of this Messiah coming to rule and reign. They want to rule and reign in the meantime. They know he's coming back because some of them have studied the word, but they choose to pretend that they can beat him. They can overwhelm him. They can control the clouds and every other thing. They control the genetic makeup of what you, Heavenly Father, have created by your word, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You thought it. Jesus spoke it. The Holy Ghost did it. And you created heaven and earth, Father God, by your mighty power, and your arm is not too short to save. And you said, whosoever, well, we all know we're whosoever's, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. We ask to deliver us from every one of these plans and wiles and schemes of the enemy, not just those trying to control the food production, courtesy of the spirits and the whatever handlers that are controlling the Bill Gates and his fortune and the financial fortune, which who knows how long that will be. Of course, he's making wonderful, wise investments in in um, farmland, which is great. I didn't realize it was so extensive. It wasn't just in the United States. It was all over the place. So we ask for your divine intervention and adjudication, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you said, if two of you are on earth, agree touch anything you ask, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. And we know, Lord, that you've given us your Son. There's some people in different, what they call religions. We're not in a religion. We're in a relationship. There's some people in different religions that say God has no son. But, of course, they kind of forgot, forgot about the first man, Adam, who was the son of God. But that was just in the flesh, in the natural. You, you took the dirt and you breathed the breath of life into him, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. But we have a different, a different genetic makeup now. We're now the sons of the living God by faith, by faith in the blood covenant. We thank you for filling us with your good spirit, because it's not by our might or our cleverness or our physical strength, financial prowess, or any of these things, Father God. It's by your good spirit. But we can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, who strengthens us by your spirit. Be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. What is that grace? That's by the spirit coming to dwell in us. Father, you said in Isaiah 9, that the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on your word. Light is sown for the righteous. And not to be distracted by all these dark spirits that are jumping around trying to say, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm Bill Gates. I've got a nice sweater. Aren't I fabulous? Father God, we ask you to deliver us from every one of these plans seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy. Covering them all up, we know, Father God, that they try to hide themselves under all kinds of fancy names or make themselves very secret and secretive and, and oh, we're doing this to help people. It's such a good thing. Father God, we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication for all these things. But you said in Isaiah 9, too, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Jesus is the light has come into the world. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of darkness, upon them has a light shined. So the enemy is going to be destroyed by the brightness of your coming, Lord Jesus. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. Say joy before the according to the joy in harvest. Men rejoice when they divide the spoil. 
For thou, Lord, thou hast broken the yoke of his bird, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. We know how you did that before, and you can do it again. Every battle of the warriors with a confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a, a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Pele, secret. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you, making peace by the blood of your cross, Lord Jesus. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Not just for a week, forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We thank you for your zeal, Lord. Jesus, you're very zealous. When you overturned the tables of the money changers, because what? Oh, because they wanted people, they wanted to make a quick, Turn, they want to make a quick shekel or a dime or whatever you want to call it uh, when they were selling the things for the sacrifices. Well, some people want to make money changing what you created, Lord. We're supposed to offer a sacrifice of praise, not necessarily a sacrifice of a little lamb anymore, although people in agric- agricultural or uh, agrarian society realize how very, very important their livestock is to their well-being. And their, that's where their wealth is, and that's where their food comes from. And it's very significant. And Bill Gates has got that. He got that figured out because he's not totally, but he's a little bit um, interesting. So, Father, we ask for your help. He, the, he's, he's schmoozing with these people from Edinburgh, Father God, the wonderful Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, trying to do things to supposedly help people, spending lots and lots and lots of pretend money, because that's really all it is. But it's useful in this current realm till it all evaporates. Whenever that's going to happen, I'm not sure. But, Lord, our times are in your hands, and we ask you, Father God, for your help in adjudication, Father God. You said the meek shall inherit the earth, not the haughty, not those that are puffed up. Oh, we want to tell you what's good for you. Oh, yes. We're going to, we're going to vaccinate everything. We're going to vaccinate everything. We're going to vaccinate all the cattle. We're going to vaccinate... Oh, every person we're going to even want to, we want to we want to vaccinate the bumblebees, the honeybees. Why would you want to do that? How can you vaccinate a honeybee? Oh, you want to change everything's DNA? You want to, you want to blend uh, reptiles with with mammals? What's going on here, Father? We ask for your divine help, Father, in every one of these situations. Father, deliver us, and we ask you for, to do so speedily and expeditiously. Your arm is not too short to save. And you did so. You used Gideon, Father God. You called him a mighty man of valor. He didn't feel much like it at all. You used the weak things of the world to confound the wise, Father God, and, and the weak things to confound the mighty. That's why you used Gideon. And, and he, had a, he had an army of, what is it, 32,000? He whittled it down to 10,000. And then those that were bowing their knees at the water, maybe they were worshiping marine spirits, uh, they couldn't be part of his army. It got down to just 300. So you don't need a whole lot of people to overturn the wiles and schemes of the enemy, Father, because you can do it with just a handful of people, Father God, to prove that we can't do it by our own cleverness, by our own Sherman tanks or whatever people think has got some strength to it, Father God. You, in fact, you don't even like, to, you don't even, you, you don't ha- have great respect to the legs of a man or horses or any other things. People say, well, look at that, Clydesdale, that's such a strong beast. 
Look how strong that is. I bet that could that could carry ten Bill Gates at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's stronger than a Clydesdale? What's stronger than tanks and arm armaments? It's the Lord Himself, the arm of the Lord. To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? We ask you to extend your arm and deliver those in harm's way, Father. Those in the various African nations, the poorest nations of the world, that are being in the bullseye, in the, in, in the in the sights of those that want to help them, as they've been helping them with the wonderful vaccines they gave to the ladies, so they couldn't have children. Funny thing about that, Father, we ask you to help us all, and people in this nation that are going along with, all oh, the CDC said this is good for us. Uh, really? How do we know? What? Proof is there that it's beneficial. Father God, we ask for your help in every one of these things where they're trying to change what's going on with what you created in Jesus' name. It says in Psalm 103, verse 6, The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. <clears throat> Did you do that for the Israelites before when they were calling out to you? 400 years in bondage to Pharaoh. Did you deliver them? Yes, you did. Did they remain delivered? No. They kind of get used to their old ways. They wanted to go back into bondage. Lord, help us not to go back into bondage once you deliver us. Help us to be willing to walk with you into the promised land. Help us to hear your voice and do what you want and be attentive to your words, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask for your divine help in adjudication, all these different things, trying to control things through investments, including this so-called dispute settlement system, the ISDS system, Father God, in Jesus' name, which apparently was kind of snuck. I didn't been around so long. Her doctor's been since 1980-something. So, Father God, a lot of people sort of forgetting about local sovereignty. Of it, One nation has their own rules that are supposed to be put in place with the consent of the governed doesn't seem to be happening anymore. Father God, what happens when people that are being um, pushed around by um, some uh, financial groups or some uh, territorial groups or some political groups that don't like other groups? I heard recently they want to annex the West Bank and Israel. I don't think the Palestinians are going to like that very much, Father God. Many of, many of us like the idea of somebody coming and say, hey, you don't own your house anymore. You don't own your land anymore. It's not yours. We're just taking it. Well, who are you? Well, how do you have the right to do that? Father God, the people that are trying to take away all these things from the personal sovereignty of each nation. Well, one person can say, well, we don't like what you're doing. So we have all these cases, and a lot of them being filed by the people from the United States and the Netherlands and the United Kingdom in these last several years, 10 years or so, Father God. We ask for your divine help and adjudication because we, we can see, and you're exposing all these things. As you said, ask and you shall receive. And we thank you for exposing all these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Even as Jesus pointed out in Mark, where is that, 422. For there's nothing hid that shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret that should not come abroad. So all these things that were kind of brushed under the carpet, pretend that they didn't really happen, while people were, well, how come my, my, my money doesn't go as far? How come I have to pay so much for food and, and for fuel and and, and why is that? And, 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 and what's happening to the housing prices? And, and the real estate doesn't seem to be holding its own anymore. It was flying like crazy for a while. Was that like one of these bubble things? 
was this like another Ponzi scheme? And and could, do they plan all these things? The the they the mysterious they. We ask for righteous adjudications, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we know Jesus, you're going to judge everyone. And cut up with it. Even the, the 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 weakest and the smallest in the church get to judge, Father God. It says in your word. But Father, especially all these things concerning what Dr. Jessica Rose has been exposing concerning the the use of these things that apparently are not too helpful for people like graphene oxide and polyethylene glycol. What is the other one? Polyethylenamine, uh, PEI. Father God, all these things turn out to be not so healthy for the body, but they're really wonderful at being self-assembling <clears throat> and they can conduct electricity. Why is that important? Are we partly electric beings? That's why they... People can have an EKG and an EEG, and that's why maybe some of these things that people take for granted as being totally harmless and just a wonderful convenience, like microwave ovens and like mm, cell phone towers, especially the newer ones, may not be so helpful to people. And even, even way back in the 1800s when they started using telegraph, and all those, those little uh, people started sitting eight hours a day doing telegraph businesses, all of a sudden they got sick with something. Was it something that upset their their uh, their electric uh, frequencies in their bodies? Do people know about electric frequencies? Do some of these global elites, they even changed the harmonious frequency that people were using and mandated a new frequency? Why do they want to change people's frequency? Why do they want to control people electronically and otherwise? Father, we ask for your divine help and adjudication, including what's going on trying to blame the cops for everything. Yes, there are some evil cops and there are some crooks. There are some people that just want money or they're hungry or whatever. There are some people that just do what they do because they're controlled by evil spirits. You told us to pray for those who despitefully use us. It isn't just the people, the random person that goes and steals a gun and shoots somebody. It isn't just the random bad cop. Maybe there's lots of bad cops. Maybe there's lots of bad criminals. Maybe all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Hey, from within come evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, all kinds of nasty, nasty things. Like you talk about in Mark and Matthew, the Gospels, Father, because it's the demons in the people. And the demons in the people are trying to control too many, many people, Father God. And now they seem to be running amok, not just those that are endorsed by the Soros groups like Black Lives Matter. Cut up with that. Ask for your divine help, Father God. And you, you can about that. You remove the people that need to be removed and grant those that can receive with the gifts of repentance, acknowledging the truth, that they'll recover themselves from any and every snare of the devil, Father, in Jesus' name. Because you said where the name of the Lord is, there's tremendous power. Where is that? Psalm 75, beginning in Psalm 75, and then down a couple of verses. Help me, Jesus. You said, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto, unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. And it really is true. They were breaking bread, having communion, in Acts 20, starting verse 7. And what happened? A man fell out of the loft, and he was taken up dead, and Paul fell on him because they just were spending time focusing on the Lord, not focusing on the problems, and he was raised from the dead. You can raise the dead, Lord. And you said the things, Jesus said the things I have done, you will do in greater things than these. We ask you to raise up the dead, Father God, the body of Christ. Wake up the sleeping giant globally. Hallelujah. 
not just the people in Canada started to wake up when they found out that their supposedly elected officials were taking away their finances. Not just those perhaps in the Middle East will wake up when they find out, well, that's the most vaccinated area in the world. Oh, Lord Jesus, deliver all those people that have been earmarked for extinction, Father God, by the globalists, Father God, not just in sub-Saharan Africa, but every nation, including Israel, Father God. And we know a lot of people want to take, a lot of nations, a lot of states in the United States are taking an oath to say nothing bad against Israel. Well, that's great about the Israel in the Bible. What about the Israel that was put into place by who was it? Um, who's the one who actually bought that land? Rockefeller, wasn't it? And it doesn't have a symbol that's kind of kind of a satanic thing, or all the, the little pointy thing there. It isn't really the Star of David. That's what they call it. Father God, you, you, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask that divine intervention and adjudication, including all these things being done, trying to, trying to cause stealing, killing, and destroying, including we don't know the ulterior motives behind the Chinese suddenly doing 180-degree flip-flop on, oh, everybody has to be locked down, locked down, locked down, even having their own people burning their, in their buildings. And now all of a sudden now everybody's being released, released, kind of just after, after the, uh, the, the uh, release in, in, was it, in the end of 2019 in Wuhan. And all of a sudden they sent all those people everywhere to spread things. That's what it looks like anyway. Maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't in their hearts. I wasn't in their minds. But, Father, it looks kind of suspicious that maybe they have a lot of hungry people. And, and maybe they, they don't want people in other lands to be able to use their own farmland. They want to be in cahoots with some of the globalists that they, that they blackmailed or they bribed or whatever to take over their own countries and even take over their own borders and ports and everything else, Father God. We ask for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these situations. So, Satan, you and all your underlings, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, are bound from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus because of the blood of covenant, according to Ephesians 2, 46. Uh, six, according to Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And in you, Lord Jesus, we live and move and have our being. And we thank you that your arm is not too short to save. We give you praise and honor and glory, Lord. You protected King David when Saul was coming against him. They, no, they couldn't, the enemy couldn't touch him. Couldn't touch him no matter what. But we thank you, Lord. How about that? We have a safer stronghold than even King David had. What's that safer stronghold? When we're in Jesus. And where's Jesus? Oh, he's, he's in, the, in the heart of the Father, the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. There's no safer stronghold for us than this refuge, in this shepherd's hand. In fact, Father God's hand, because no one can pluck us out of Father, Father God's hands. And we thank you for keeping us, Father, by the power of your mighty hand. That's the mighty hand that delivered the Israelites, the real Israelites, when they came out of Egypt. And we thank you, Father God. It's all because of the blood of the covenant on the lintel and the post. And you said, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. At this time of the full moon, every witchcraft curse sent against everyone is returned. And every, every, every ungodly spirit, every voodoo pen, every curse returned, we sample on the heads of spirits sent them. Do those spirits intend to do dust. I continue to speak blindness to us. I mean, mutinous message. I mean, we only hear what Jesus wants them to hear. In the name above all names, in the name of the Lord Jesus, who says, Thou shalt decree a thing, and shalt be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon their ways. In Job 22, 28. And join heirs with Christ, according to what's written. In Romans 8, kind of about 15 to 17, in Jesus' name. And Jesus says, Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Satan, you and all your underlings, 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name above all names, are bound. Every spirit of mass insanity, ungodly fear, mass ungodly control, mind control, every ungodly controlling spirit, every spirit of selfishness, love of this present world, and ungodly control, every spirit behind the reptile brain of selfishness and idolatry, stealing, killing, and or destroying, bound and gay, every spirit of Zeus bound and gay, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, every spirit trying to prompt that nation to rise against nation to try and bring about another global conflict, continual unending wars, every spirit of unending warfare bound and gay, all your ungodly spirits of greed and corruption and hatred of the human race and hatred of the true followers to the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and his heavenly Father. Every ungodly spirit sent against the Most High God. You're bound and gay, thrust in the individual cages, gashed upon each and every one of us, and locked in, locked in, locked in, locked in. No weapon formed against us will prosper in every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. But this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And it's written, it's the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father in Jesus' name. Because there is only one true God, one true creator God who created heaven and earth, who loves every human being created in his image perfectly. And he can take care of us. He can change us all from glory to glory. And Lord knows I need to be changed from glory to glory. And I thank you, Lord, you're not done with me yet. And you're changing all of us. And you're waking up the body of Christ. We thank you for pouring forth that liquid love, that liquid love by your blood, by your spirit, filling us with yourself, Lord, waking up the body of Christ. You raised the dead, Father God. You did it in Ezekiel's time. Can these bones live? You, Lord, know, you know, Lord. So we thank you for raising up the body of Christ in every nation. Yes, in Ukraine, too. Every nation. There's some Christians in Ukraine. God knows. There's some Christians in China, lots of them, probably. They've been under tremendous persecution for a long time. Deliver all those in harm's way. You came to set the captives free, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for doing so. We give you praise and honor and glory for setting the captives free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we thank you for pouring forth of your Spirit, Lord, and we give you praise and honor and glory that he began a good work, and each one of us is carrying it on to completion. In Jesus' name, give you praise and honor and glory. Even as King David said, in Psalm 79, where is that, Lord? Is that where it is? No, Psalm 72. Well, Psalm 79, 12. And render unto our neighbors, some bold neither of us have ever pushed where they were first be, O Lord, in Jesus' name. But in the words, all of which that first returned to sin. And King David said, Blessed be his glorious name, the name of the Lord, forever. Let the whole earth over his glory. Amen and amen and amen. And thank you the whole earth be filled with your glory, Lord. How Jesus, you love me so much. And you, this is not a new thought. You have been on Calvary. And though I claimed you were back
by your presence. Thank you. Come has called you, Lord, but Thank you. 